Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Apartments.com. Okay, so when you're looking for a new home, you know it can be a little bit challenging depending on your needs. Like, say you need a balcony, or you need windows that face the sunset, or you need a hardwood floor kitchen, or you need to live somewhere pet-friendly. For me... It's being pet friendly. I do not want to sacrifice having the lovely life of having pets just because I can't find a home that allows it. Well, Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place with powerful search tools that make it much easier when you're looking for a new home. And Apartments.com has the most pet friendly rental listings on the internet. I live with my pets. I would not ever want to live without my pets. Like I know they might cause a mess or they might do all the things that pets might do that whoever you're renting from might not love. Well, I wouldn't want to sacrifice a life with pets just because I couldn't find a place that allowed it. I find it to be the perfect way to live. So if you're out there looking for the perfect place and you need your pets, apartments.com has you covered. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Thank you so much, Apartments.com, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Hi, everyone. My name is Tyler Oakley, and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. This week, we discuss the kinks at Pride discourse, the All-Stars 6 casting, and my first trip back to the movie theaters post-COVID to see Cruella. Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts and join our exclusive Psychobabble community at patreon.com slash psychobabble. If you're not on our Discord, you're only getting half the babble. Good morning, Corey Cool. That was such a soft intro. I was not expecting a little good morning, Corey Cool. One of the things people have always told me is the softness of my voice is is calming and uh, almost mm-hmm. delicious. Crouton. <laughs> I swear to God. Right. As you say that, a dog jumps onto your Hi. seat. What's the tea, baby? Thought, What's going I thought, on? I thought Crouton got put out. <laughs> I thought he no. was told to go downstairs and play. Just because I told him to go downstairs and play does not mean he doesn't want to jump back up here. True, 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 true. Anyway, true. Corey, what is up? Oh my oh, god! Oh wait, it's ev- it's everything. June when it's up and it's up and it's up and it's up. Happy Pride Month! I really should learn more of the Cardi B lyrics. Those are. Oh, is, I didn't realize those were lyrics. It is Pride Month. Yeah. Are you feeling it, Mister Krabs? What have you done today to make you feel proud? You know, every day I feel pretty <laughs> proud of my heritage, my gay heritage, <laughs> mm-hmm. my lineage, if you will. Yeah, I believe um, that. You know, well, I'm planning a, a, a bunch of like fun things on Twitch for Pride Month, a whole bunch of like collaborations with um, other streamers that are queer. Kind of feels like a August meets Chosen Family meets Twitch type of moment. So I'm, that's what I've been up to. That's are you I'm you're, celebrating Pride. You're just like the Lady Gaga 10-year Born This Way anniversary where you're having remixes with LGBTQ plus and allies? Yes, I am doing the Chicken Nugget Challenge with Big Frida. <sighs> Did you listen to Big Frida's Judas? I 
Yeah, I did catch it. I listened one time through and I said, you know what? This will go in my playlist to support. If it comes on and shuffle, I guess I'll listen again, but I don't think I'll pursue it on my own. Um, it just was kind of, here's here's my problem with it. It was a little kid's bop. Oh, shit. Like the background vocals sounded kid's bop. Go listen to it and tell me no. I love Big Frida. I love Judas. Judas goes off. Judas goes harder than any other uh, Lady, Ga- Lady Gaga song, I think. I think it's the, it is the most like impactful Lady Gaga song there is. But a Big Frida version featuring Kids Pop was not the one for me. Well, well, you know what they say. What do they say? I drove my car across the bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It, it, would you would would you not call it iconic pop? Uh-huh. Uh huh. No. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I didn't listen to it. Um, I was discussing listening to it with uh, my friend who's a big Lady Gaga fan, other than you. And um, I don't know if he listened to it either, but uh, neither of us listened to it. Great, huh? Well, I personally, regardless of the big Frida of it all, I am very excited for the Born This Way re-release, I guess. Do they have like a date? Schedule. I don't know. They say kind of like June or something, I think I saw. Well, but, bitch, it's um, June. I, well, yes, baby, here we are. I'm wondering who else is going to be on the reimagining, because I think it's like mainly just covers. I don't think Gaga's really like in it much. What about Maybe a Kim she- Petrus moment? It's possible. There's been a lot of people that have been rumored and speculated, but um, I saw one speculation that I think would be tantalizing. Can you imagine a Born This Way cover? Country Road remix. No, 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 no. With Madonna. To really squash the whole drama of 10 years ago of what happened with Born This Way. <laughs> I think that would really be a moment. for. And I think, honestly, I think Madonna could be grateful for such a moment. I'm, I'm only laughing because you know that gif of that guy who does the like slow blink like startle you know what i mean nope but go on oh. <laughs> well that was the face i caught myself making in the camera when you said that story listen i i am not i am not hoping for it but you'll listen i'm not hoping for it because it's like you know she's madonna's not necessarily my pop queen but i do want peace on earth I wonder if people will give peace a chance. <laughs> let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. That's what they say. When are we getting the 10-year anniversary Teenage Dream reimagining? Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure she sent an email when that happened. And that was La- it? Yeah, I think it was last September. And I'm pretty sure I got an email. And she did that thing where... I think she did that thing... Taylor Swift's been doing it a lot where they like make their own playlist on Spotify and then they call it a chapter and then they send like a push notification to all their fans and they're like, oh, it's the this chapter. And it's like, honey, it's five of your songs in a fucking Spotify playlist. Calm down. You know what? I'm going to have to just assume Spotify, that was like part of some type of Spotify contract with them. Wow. That like, like there's no world where they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to we're going to make a, a Spotify playlist of the songs that people already know that we already know. That seems it's, very Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, I'm not involved in such a conversation. I don't know about that. Let me look. Let me look. What does she call, even call them? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, she's just calling them compilations and it's like the ladies lunching chapter. 
I'm not involved is, in that. <laughs> you shouldn't be. The forever. But you know what I am involved in? I went to urbanoutfitters.com. Okay. For some exclusive Born This Way 10th anniversary merch. Oh, it looked cute. I considered I got, getting I got it. two but... shirts. And then while I was there, I was like, bitch, I might as well browse the sales. And so I got a Chucky shirt. Oh, it's a very you. I got a Cheech and Chong shirt. Very you. I feel like I'm, you know what I feel like I am? I feel like I'm coming into myself and I'm understanding what I love, who I am, my direction, who my dog is, etc. I'm happy for you. It's a Tyler Nassance. I think if you want to make your uh, Chucky shirt into a crop top for Hot Boy Summer, have at it. I think me and my man are thinking about doing... Uh, Matching Chuck- Chucky tattoos. Chucky and Bride of Chucky for Halloween. Matching Chucky tattoos. No, 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 no. Take it to the next level. If you really loved each other, you would get Chucky and Bride of Chucky tattoos. I think I would get a Bride of Chucky tattoo. <laughs> Where? <laughs> On my cooter. <laughs> On my booter. I haven't heard the word cooter in... <laughs> 20 years, and it just took me back. Stick with me, baby. No kinks at Pride. Oh, wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Wait, wait that's that's I, not wait. my official stance. Let me just <laughs> back it up. But every time any, anybody does anything, that's my response now. I'm like, that's not a lot of Pride. Don't do that. So I felt like there was a lot of discourse on Twitter about... Per usual, baby. And I thought, I don't see anyone talking about this other than annoying Twitter gays saying that people are talking about this. So what did I miss? Well, what's your question? It was just, just, all the gays were saying people are talking about this, but I looked and I couldn't find anyone talking about it other than people talking about talking about it. But no one was talking about it. A lot of people on TikTok are having the conversation. Okay, maybe that's where I missed it. It's funny because this is a conversation that like, previously like all happened already on tumblr and then it all happened again already on twitter and now it's all happening again on tiktok it's like uh, every generation finds a new social media platform to have this conversation of gatekeeping pride but um it's not a new conversation it's people saying uh pride should be family friendly so that um people can everyone can go and if somebody's performing their kinks, then um, kinks need consent. And if you're doing it at Pride without people consenting to it, then it's no longer like acceptable and blah, blah, blah. So kinks should not be allowed at Pride is what they're saying. And uh, I'm sure it's more nuanced than that. But um, basically, uh, the other side is saying, well, uh, it was the leather daddies and the kinksters and the sex workers and everyone who you, uh, the mainstream people would consider not family friendly that were the reason that we have pride in the first place. And so pride was never meant to be family friendly. It's supposed to be an act of resistance. It's supposed to be a safe space for you to express yourself, blah, 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 blah. So I definitely like can understand both sides arguments uh, but then who's gonna wear ugly Target Pride merch <laughs> if not the families? Girl, <laughs> I think, I think, you know what? There are plenty of events for everyone to go get what they want out of Pride where they want out of Pride. The problem is, I think people are seeing this conversation happen 
and they're thinking what happens at New York City Pride as far as like self-expression and, and kinks and blah, 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 or like San Francisco is going to happen in like the small town where it needs to be a little bit more family friendly based on the culture of that small town. And I'm like, well, you're nobody is going to roll up into bumfuck Alabama Pride and try to like be yiffing and scurching in their leather suit and drinking piss. Like, I don't think that's... They know better for their own safety, right? <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I um, I agree with everything that you're saying. Pride started as a riot, you know. I have heard that. Well, but I agree. It's like, yeah, what what's going on at San Francisco Pride's not going on at Jackson, Michigan Pride, not yet, anyway. And I think um, anybody that's trying to put a family friendly um, label on Pride is approaching it with uh, like a lens of what is family friendly. Well, that inherently already is non-queer things based on cultural's definition of what, you know, queer is and what queer is not. And so it's like, um, I think you're trying to turn something that you want to be something else into something else. It's like, um, yeah, you're trying to put us in a box and, and make us still be the version of, what you think is quote unquote unacceptable. With that said, do I want people like shitting in front of me or I don't know what people are assuming people are doing at pride or like having sex in front of me personally? Yes, I do think whatever (laughs) I would love, but I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. So I think, I think it's, it's generalizing the conversation way more than it can be of like thinking these people are like, just out there fucking and fisting and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's... I've never seen any of that at Right. Pride. Neither have I. And I've been to many Prides and in, I've been in to huge cities. All of them, the, like, I feel like I've been to all the major cities ones. I, so I think people are conflating um, uh, ritual around uh, kinks, whether it's like leather or puppy play or, you know, whatever it might be with the sexual acts that sometimes the kinks go with. And at Pride, when people are expressing themselves, it isn't necessarily sexual. It's them as part of a community, not performing the sex acts that a lot of people assume they are doing. So it's like, um, that's on you for conflating that, I think. I don't know. It's obviously nuanced. What do you guys think? Let us know in the Discord. (laughs) Chime in. Actually, that would be a good conversation because I think we have people of all ages in the Discord um, in in the LGBTQ plus section. I think it's worth having that little chat now that we're in Pride Month. Yeah, and I agree. I would love to hear if if there is that sort of thing going on and I'm just missing it. Maybe I'm already going to the family-friendly version of Pride. Although I've never been to a Pride parade, so maybe that's it. Really? What's, what's, I've never. I've actually, I don't think I've ever witnessed any of the pride parades at like the major cities. I just don't love a parade. Why do I want, why do I want to sit there and watch the parade? I don't know if you love parades. <laughs> Maybe I hate parades. I don't know. Um, I just, who wants to stand around? And like what? Do people like throw Tootsie Rolls to you? That's what happened at my parades. Well... Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Lumify. Don't you just love when someone looks at you and says, what were you up to last night? 
Well, no matter how late you were up the night before, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops can help your eyes look more refreshed and awake. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute to help your eyes look brighter and whiter for up to eight hours. No wonder it has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. You won't believe your eyes. You know you can trust them, though, because they're made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, and they're backed by six clinical studies. Eye doctors trust them, too. They're the number one recommended redness reliever eye drop. The one and only Lumify is an amazing drop that will have people saying, something's different about you, in the best way possible. So check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. That's LumifyEyes.com. Thank you so much, Lumify, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Mountain Dew. We all get bogged down with the mundane tasks of life, especially this time of year. But isn't it time you take a break from your normal, boring routine? Don't just sit on the sidelines and watch life go by. Get in the game! With the bold tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast, you can be having a blast anywhere. Having a blast at work, having a blast in traffic, having a blast while you file your taxes. No, really, we mean it. When we say anywhere, with Baja Blast now in stores everywhere, you can be having a blast whenever and wherever you are, all year long. So what are you waiting for? Pick up an ice-cold Baja Blast today at a store near you. And for a limited time, with every purchase of Baja Blast in stores and at participating Taco Bell locations, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. This swag is available for a limited time only, so don't wait. Grab a Baja Blast and start having a blast right away. No purchase necessary, open to US residents 18 and up, subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com. Ends June 15th, 2024, void where prohibited. Thank you so much, Mountain Dew, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Hey, you know what? Uh, speaking of gay pride, you know what probably is straight pride right now? What? The the, the friends reunion. That feels like straight I, culture. bitch. Bitch, bitch. Did you see it? I cried the whole time. It of was incredible. It was must watch TV. Must I, felt, like musty or must? Musk watch TV. Musk watch uh, TV. Um, it. I loved it. My only complaint uh, was uh, I, I didn't think it needed James Corden as a host, but thankfully it was very edited, very spliced. Um. The opening like five to ten minutes where they all come back to the set was like so cute and I really loved it. I kind of now that you've just like explained some of the things, I'm like, maybe I would like to watch. It's that. not even so like when I first heard about it, I thought it was gonna be like an episode, but it was just like a reunion where they sat. It was very well. I thought the editing was great. Um, I thought some things I could have done without, like they threw in like God, it must have been BTS doing like one interview and somebody asked them like, did you watch Friends? And then they like included this stupid 10 second clip just so that they could say BTS was in it. Same with Cara Delevingne and Justin Bieber. I'm like, who fucking cares? Why are you trying to like make a younger generation who might not have watched the show come to the reunion? I don't know. 
overall, I, I thought it was very well done. I loved the reminiscing. Um, there was like a moment where like David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston said they both kind of had like crushes on each other while the show was filming. And it was like, seemed very obvious. I'm like, what? This isn't, shouldn't be surprising information to anyone. And James Corden was really trying to make it a moment, which was annoying. But, uh, I don't know. I genuinely really liked it. I watched it the day that it came out with a couple of friends and I literally cried within the first five minutes. And Lisa Kudrow is a fucking angel. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I saw Smelly Cat. I thought, um, yeah, Yeah. Gaga was there. She, what do they call it? When you like, when you dress as like Minnie Mouse at Disney, Disney bound. Cosplay? Cosplay? (laughs) No, isn't it called like Disney bound? Friends bound? Yeah. Is it that, okay. uh, Gaga friends abounded as Phoebe? Sure. I liked <laughs> it. I don't know. If you I I understand that for some people, obviously friends doesn't stand the test of time because it's got uh inappropriate jokes about weight and sexuality and stuff like that. Um because it's 20 years old. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I was happy to have lived it. I mean, it's it really was. A moment, and if if you didn't grow up watching Friends, then I think you don't. You probably wouldn't get it. It's just like another TV show. But I will say, like, it felt like a pop culture moment. Uh, like that is a um, a time capsule of what the late nineties is. What is yeah? It? So it was, like, it's it was a moment. I get it. Well, speaking of TV, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Did you Speaking of um, six all-stars, oh, let's God. talk all-stars six. I thought, I was going to say, talk, speaking of things that we look at with our eyes. Thinking of no, <laughs> six all-stars, that was like, you know, Phoebe and Ross. I, I, I know your transition was way better. I was making fun of myself. Okay, well, all-stars six cast has been announced. We've got um, a lot of familiar faces. Some of them, I think, worthy of returning. Some of them, maybe I'm like... Okay. Um, is there anybody you're excited for? I listen. You, uh, I am very excited for a lot of these people. Um, I think it'll be fun. I do. I, obviously, it's not like a all stars. It's like a second chances, third chances, fourth chances for some of these. But people. here's what I want. Then just call it that. Yeah. Don't yeah, yeah, call yeah. it all stars. I hate. Well, I think I think it's just because uh, be, if they were to call it anything else, it would be a new series. So would they have to like it, license it differently and stuff? I wonder if logistically well, it's complicated. It's going to Paramount Plus, so it's a new series as is. Um, I have always loved uh, Eureka. I've always loved Ginger Minge. I'm excited to see Jiggly Caliente. Um, some of the like really old people like Jiggly Caliente because she was season four. So um, you just called her really old. No, I meant like the older seasons, not old sure. in age. I'm bitch. I'm okay. sure I'm older than all of these people, except for Ginger Minge. Um, same with Kylie Sonique. Like I do, I do root for those people from the like classic seasons. I just get nervous that it's going to be like an angina moment where they kind of show up and seemed unsure of themselves and in over their head. And so I, I am kind of rooting for those people. Um, I don't necessarily think there's like a clear front runner. Like I watched All Stars Five, and I was like, "There's no way that um, Shay and Juju B won't be at the end." And then, sure enough, that was the case. I do feel a little bit like that, maybe with Eureka and Ginger. I guess time will tell. 
Um, I think they're kind of some of the bigger names, people who've been around and have done some bigger projects since being on the show their first season or first two seasons. But I'm excited. I, I want some of those, I guess, second chance people to surprise me. Whether or not they do, we'll see. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm pretty excited for it. I feel like it's a lot of faces that I wouldn't necessarily think this is not shade, but think to like cast for all stars. It's not a lot of go- people's like go-tos like, oh, this person needs to come back and needs to win. Like right. they need their redemption. So I'm thinking, well, they wouldn't cast these people without intention. They know what these people can do now. So I am going to trust that production knows what they're up to and trust that these people all deserve a shot. Um, I'm very excited for Kylie Sonique. I'm very excited for um, Pandora Box. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited for Jan, because I think Jan will hopefully come back and not be a little bit over the top crazy, like in well, her own Jan to see. I hope she's a little bit more. Did you aware. watch her? Well, watch her intro package, because I, if she is, I'm not buying it yet. Okay. Well, I haven't seen any of the intro packages yet. But um, if I were to pick a front runner right now, I would say Eureka. Me I too. Think I think Eureka is primed for like I clearly production loves her. Yeah. But also she also she's great and has a different perspective. But also it's like she is out there killing it in the same way Shangela is out there killing it. Like they have a show together. So like it's it's possible for her to get that edit that Shangela had of being like, she's put in the work, she's this is their third time mm-hmm. back. Maybe it's her time. I I I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad they're doing 13, I think it's 13 girls instead of 10. I think that makes it more dynamic when it comes to the voting. I think it's going to blur the lines a little bit more if people are going to have alliances, which I think voting shows are much more based on alliances, so I like that there's room there to kind of change the narrative. So in a way like I feel like in the last couple of All-Stars when it was voting, people kind of came in with alliances and when there's only like eight people voting, it's it's very easy to have a majority. So I think with 13, it definitely adds numbers. Um, I watched, I think, all of the intro package. I might have missed a couple too because I got tired. <laughs> but I'm excited. I was I was kind of surprised how much I ended up... I, I wrote on the Discord like who I was there for, who I was excited to see come back, and who I wasn't really feeling. And then I watched the intro packages and definitely changed my mind on some of the people. I think I think my number one though is Ginger Minch because on her original season I was one hundred percent on board for Ginger yeah. Minch, and then All Stars too. I was kind of just like bummed that like she wasn't getting the moments or having the moments that I was hoping she would have. So I think like they wouldn't give somebody a third chance unless they really think okay, circumstantially All Stars two it didn't work out for Ginger, but like she's got more to show. So I was she also. I'm, was like up against a huge alliance in All Stars 2. Like none of oh, those. See, I don't remember any of that. None of those girls had like a fair chance if you weren't from like the season five alliance. Well, with that said, we have a lot of season 11 stars. Do we think we're going to see that again then? Th- that's four people, of them have been in season 11. That's what they were saying. But if I remember correctly, it's who is it? It's Eureka, Raja, Scarlet, and Akira. Akira. Oh my God. Akira. I forgot Akira. I am obsessed with Akira. Um, 
I hope she does well. Uh, I've always been I mean, I hope they first. all do well. I hope I, I don't like when anybody comes back or goes on the show and they're not like killing it. Like, I think it's easy for um, earlier seasons of Drag Race to have like some clearly, oh, they're leaving first. I would much rather have a season of all people that I'm like, anybody has a shot to win. So, yeah, that's I, th- I think it's pretty it looks pretty equal right now. So who knows? I'm excited. Listen, I'll watch. I know a lot of people and I've seen on the Discord and on Twitter and everything, people kind of say they're they need a break or they've been exhausted by the amount of drag content that there is. I'm still here for it mostly. I'm still watching Australia, even though I'm not loving it. So clearly I'll consume whatever drag content is out there. Yeah, I'm watching Australia. I'm one episode behind. Uh I'm kind of put off like from the get go of the episode I just watched of I was just bringing livid. someone back for the for no reason whatsoever like there was no I was reasoning. livid I was seething my roommate felt the same way we were both like what the fuck at least make all of the eliminated queens compete to come back and like let one of them win but to just bring somebody back no no explanation no nothing was very like all right okay it's it's Rue's show she's gonna do whatever the fuck she wants but it takes the fun out of competition reality TV for me. Like, I'm not about it. Yeah, and it also, like, completely erases the stakes. It's like, okay, well, that person just got to skip an episode then, and so, like, they don't have to do those challenges, but they get to proceed as if nothing happened. Anyway. Did you watch when they got eliminated the first time, and then they just had, like, a piss-poor attitude During their exit interview, they left a mean note for another drag queen. And now it's like they're rewarding bad behavior by bringing somebody back who was very, seemed very ungrateful and just kind of had a bad attitude. Listen, I I know it's not fun to lose something, especially a reality TV show, but it's like, I don't know. It just felt very like rewarding bad behavior. And I was not happy about it. My, what I'm getting from, um, Drag Race Australia is queens that have not been advised by other queens on how to be on your best behavior on TV yet. So like very early seasons of Drag Race here when people would openly fight because they think it's funny and funny, like fun and funny to kiki with the girls, not knowing how it's going to be perceived on TV. That's what I'm getting here. And maybe it's like a cultural difference of people. I just kind of am getting mean vibes from so many of the girls. That's how I felt. So maybe it's a cultural how they maybe it's a humor maybe how a humor thing over there I don't know what it is, but in the episode that I just saw the, the only two truly likable queens to root for were up against each other to lip sync and I'm like well I don't want either of you to go home not because you're talented but because like a lot of the queens you're don't kind. seem <laughs> the other queens don't seem like nice to watch like I don't like I want everyone to just bring it to the runway I don't want to watch like untucked level drama on the main show. I know. And like, even when I was watching the All-Stars 6 promos, like in Jan's interview, she's like laughing and saying she's the villain. And she's like, I'm going to give the fans what they want. And I'm like, you're giving one subset of fans who are the loudest on Twitter, who say that they watch this show for fights and drama, you're giving them what they want. I, I just, I get frustrated when I feel like they speak for the whole community. I do feel like a lot of times I'm in the minority, both with like Drag Race and like Real Housewives, but I'm like, can't they all just get along? Like, I want to see 
I want to see them be funny. I want to see beautiful looks. I want to see those sort of like, I'm not always here for the drama. So when I feel like Jan and people are like bragging that they're the villain, they're bringing fights, they're bringing this and that. I'm just like, you're giving one subset of this fandom what they want and you're associating it with all of us. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours. Well, I've got a little movie update for you. I saw three <laughs> movies this week. I saw... Uh, have you wait. seen Serial Mom? No. Is it about a mom who loves cereal or a mom who's a serial killer? It's a mom who's a serial killer. And at the very start of it, it said everything in it was true. She's play- played by Kathleen Turner. Um... It says everything was is true in it, and I now I have to Google it because it just I cannot believe that it was all true. Um, it was it's a John Waters film. I loved every second of it. You should watch it. It was a fucking like jaw dropper type of show. It was a lot. Ricky Lake's there. I she's in it. <laughs> I always get nervous when movies are like based on true events or based on a true story because once I start digging into those movies, I find that it's like they pull one circumstance, base the movie off of it, and then they're like, oh, now we can say based on a true story. But that's oh, not always okay, the so I just I just Googled it and it's it's false. It says <laughs> the opening credits claim that the movie is based on a true story. This is not actually the case. Okay, well, damn. See, this is I've. Why would you do that as, to me, of all people? <laughs> as a horror, scary movie lover, I know that they do this shit. They always fuck with us. Because the whole time I was watching it and thinking, "Oh my god, this is this actually happened." Now I feel just kind of duped and bamboozled. Patty Hearst is in it. I once read a whole book that was fiction and I thought it was nonfiction the whole time until I finished it. And then I had to Google it and then I thought, well, I'm dumb. The Bible? (laughs) (laughs) Then I watched, oh, speaking of the Bible, I watched The Holy Mountain. Have you heard of it? Nope. Now you're going real uh, deep cuts. So The Holy Mountain, oh my God, I am ready to watch it again. It was from 1973, but it's like an artsy film. Imagine... Gaga 911 type of visuals. Papa 911. Yes, that type of shit that she was doing in that. Every single shot was like a um like a art piece. <laughs> cinematic and, masterpiece. Cinema, yes. And every every single scene had like three meanings behind it. Like I really had to be it was a thinker, my dear. Um I really enjoyed it. It was like about like what happens after like a Christ like figure. Um 
ascends back into heaven and meets his maker and like what why it, it, like the purpose of life and finding meaning of life and uh, wisdom and of like purpose and i was like oh girl she's she's really doing something oh my god you should watch what it. was it called the holy mountain okay watch it on drugs <laughs> okay because it's visually a lot message wise a lot but it will blow your mind the holy how mountain. old is it how old 19, is it 1973 oh, and fuck. and it's crazy because like everything that they do in it is like the art art it's art it is just art but then but like if somebody were to try to make that now it would all be like they would use computers to make all of the all of the art and so it's very just like it'll blow your mind how they were able to do it without like you know special effects and shit i'll research it i'm on it That's i think how- I, there's a, i watch a lot of movies some of them i will pass to you to you and say you do not watch this one i think you should get really fucked up stoned and watch I'm into it. Hey, listen, it's a holiday. It's a holiday weekend. What do I have to do? And then I saw Cruella in theaters. Oh my god! What? Yes, baby, she's back. She's back, back, back again. I got a large popcorn, a large diet coke. We got uh, raisinets. What did it you think on. when the dogs when the dogs pushed Cruella's mom over the cliff? So, well, here's the realty. We went to the wrong theater and we arrived right on time when the movie was supposed to start. And they were like, oh, you're supposed to go to this other theater. We went to Westwood. We meant to go to West LA, the same theater by the same name, but different locations, blah, 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 blah. And so we show up and we we missed the first 10 minutes. So we really had to piece together what the hell was going on. I was like, oh, her, like the first 10 minutes really explained a lot of the stuff of like, somebody's mom died and there was like a <laughs> well it's a disney or- movie everyone's mom dies in the first 10 minutes mm, well i had to piece that together halfway through and it was a lot to try to figure out but i liked it i thought it was like i mean it was i have questions as to how they get from that to the um, original 101 dalmatians but maybe there'll be an in-between goal yeah i mean listen if maleficent can get a prequel i'm sure cruella can or is this that this is that, but this, but it means like an in-betweenle, <laughs> and that's how Sue sees this is that. Maybe. Um, my last thing that I wanted to bring up was: Did you see the Girls interview? Five of, Eva? No. Did you see the interview of <laughs> Ava Max in where she gets asked Hell what Elton no. John songs? What the, you think she, I'm going to watch an Ava Max interview? They ask her what Elton John song is her favorite, and she goes all of them, and she and it, everyone's like retweeting it and posting it like oh she doesn't know a single elton john song but then all of gen z that i was seeing repost it in the article this is not me saying that but this is the article saying that was all of people being like well girl neither do i i couldn't name a single elton john song so i'm oh, like God. oh i'm fuck, old fuck everyone well can you sign from now above. now they're just all on tiktok being all that's chuggy and i'm like Grow up. They say that that Gen Z's not saying that though. They say that or originated somewhere else. Like oh, it's not Gen I've Z s- calling us chuggy. It's actually somebody else. I've seen them say it about us on my TikTok, and mm. I've and I've held it down the screen and clicked not interested, and then the video disappears. <laughs> well, what there are many worse things to be than chuggy. I don't mind if I'm cringe when I know I'm kind. Uh. That sounds like a new Lady Gaga song. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you. I'll see you on Born This Way Reimagined. Perfect. No I'll matter, no matter, chuggy or gay. Well, I guess I'll save my girls five ever discourse for next week. For all of you who are excited to tune in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually kind of have an interest in watching that. Um, I've heard good things. Hey, have you heard, have you seen Hacks? Yeah. I like Hacks. I okay. muted it. I muted it on Twitter because the gays were really like, this is the best show ever. And I'm like, have you not watched a scripted show in a while? Because it's funny, but it's not the best show ever. <laughs> Go off, Jesus. I mean, I, I, you know, I guess I'm just following the wrong gaze is what I'm learning from this Twitter episode. Or this podcast episode. Is it people that have never seen, um, what's that one show that got canceled that needs to come back? Happy endings? endings? Probably not. They probably think it's chuggy. But I think Girls 5 Eva is a little happy endings. It's a little Kimmy Schmidt. You can feel the Tina Fey of it all in it. Um, okay. Sarah Bareilles is great. The whole cast is pretty good. And it's one of those shows where you, it's just got funny after funny after funny after funny. So if you like, don't really be on your phone or anything, it, it's one of those okay. shows where you'll just catch a joke after a joke. A real after, like, thinker. Well, no, they just, it's just quick. It's just quick. And you have to like, they say a lot. Okay. I'll watch, I guess. Maybe. Who knows? Um, well, Corey, that's all the time we have for today. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I've got, I had things, but I'll save them for next week because they're not pressing. Oh, word. Okay, perfect. Um, Corey, where can people find you? Oh my God. Well, you can find me listening to I'm Afraid by Sarah Brellis from the hit TV show Girls 5 Eva. Okay. <laughs> And you can find me listening Where, to... Um, I didn't ask. You can find me listening to the new Ben Platt song, it, Imagine. Bitch, you've you've talked about this. Did you hear the Tiesto remix I sent you? Yes, baby, and it goes the fuck off. It sure does. It's on my running playlist. And you can hear me listening to the new Vincent songs. Multiple. They're all incredible, so go listen. Um, hey. That's all. Groovy. Happy Pride. Happy Pride Month. Hey, you want to come to my Animal Crossing Island this month? Yes. Okay, we'll plan it. Put it on the calendar. Okie dokie. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who supports us on the Discord and the Patreon. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.